Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. With holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would not What is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome all my do-datters Future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in This is Dad Hard with a podcast And as always, I am your host, Mo Green And I am just a dad that likes to talk to other dads to help us all become the best dads that we could possibly be. Before we start diving into the weekly development of my daughter, as most of you know, I'd like to do that every week to try to give you all or anybody behind me in that process a a look into what they can expect every week with their child, right? But also, I like to voice what I'm going through as a dad and what my daughter's going through um, and what we're dealing with as parents so that we can start conversation. And and the hope is that dads get together, they comment, they talk about it. I can learn, you can learn, we can all learn together because that's what parenting is all about. It's about continually learning how to be better and better and better. And with that said, before we jump in, as always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod and check out the website, wedadhard.com, where this episode will be at the top of the tops. Now into development. It is like week 94, I believe, of me dadding hard. And it's been a really wild week because it has actually been the first time that I'm dealing with a brand new development in my daughter, uh, specifically in my daughter's sleep patterns. And that brand new horizon, I've done some research on this because it was really bugging us and really scaring the shit out of my wife and I. Uh, my daughter started crying and screaming hysterically in the middle of the night, usually twice a night, maybe at midnight, somewhere between midnight and 2 a.m. And then again at somewhere between 4 and 5 a.m., screaming uncontrollably, blood-curdling screams. And I look at the monitor and she is fast asleep doing it all. Fast asleep crying hysterically in her sleep, screaming uncontrollably, scary fucking shit, man. Let me tell you, uh, it is, it was, it's petrifying to look at. So like I said, I did a little bit of research on this and it turns out that even though my daughter is not two years old yet, she's about two months away, two and a half months away. Um, it is apparently normal for kids to do this between the ages of two and four And what it is, is that they're, you guessed it, I'm sure, having freaking night terrors. At two years old, pre-two years old, if you're talking about my daughter, she's having fucking night terrors and nightmares in the middle of the night. 
and it's crazy. I read on and did a lot of research on it because I was, I, I mean, that's what I thought it was. Like I would say, my wife would turn to me in the bed and say, what's going on? Was she okay? And I'd be like, yeah, she's sleeping. She must've just had a bad dream. And that's exactly what it is. But except with infants and children of that age, they are just learning about the emotion or the the feeling of, of fright and being scared, right? And I'll get into a little bit more of that with how my daughter is recognizing being scared in a second, but they're just starting to, to understand and, and develop this feeling, this emotion of being afraid, being scared, etc. And because of that, they are able to get petrifyingly scared and have these nightmares while they're sleeping between, like I said, between the ages of two and four. And it can go in waves. It can happen every single day for two weeks, which is what it has been doing with her. Or it can happen one day here. More likely than not, it's not happening one day per week. What will most likely happen is that it'll happen for a week and then there may be a couple week break and then it'll happen for another straight week. Um, but it's pretty consistent when it starts happening. It's not just a one-off. So it's an extremely scary thing because you're looking at her and you're seeing this person, this little teeny tiny child that's yours crying uncontrollably, but you don't want to go in or do anything because they're not awake. They're doing this in their sleep and it's really, really, really scary to see. You kind of start thinking that like your child's possessed and then that makes you even more scared because they're not awake and having emotions and reactions to something that they would normally have if they were only awake. Like it's, it's a really wild situation to deal with. And that's even beyond the fact that like we're not really sleeping full nights of sleep. But as I was doing the research, my daughter actually started to talk about her being scared of things. And I don't know where she got it from. Right. Um, you know, and the first time she mentioned it, we just moved into a new apartment. We have a backyard and there is like these, this set of like three bees, like big bumblebees, those huge motherfuckers that are like black all the way at the bottom that don't really look to sting you, but they're scary as hell. Right. Those, and they'll just be like floating outside our back door. Right. Whenever. And it started scaring her. She's, she, she, we went outside one time and there was a bee there and I pulled her back inside and I was like, she's like, oh, bee, bee, I'm a daddy, I'm scared, I'm scared. And she hugged me really tight. So it makes sense that that's what's going on, right? She's starting to understand this concept of fear, the, the, the emotion, I guess you would call it an emotion, right? The emotion of feeling scared. Um, and that is now translating into what she's dreaming about when she's asleep. Now, I, I looked into a little bit more about dreaming in young children because I was really trying to get to the bottom of this, right? I really wanted to understand and how I can, you know, help her because it, I, I feel terrible. You know what I mean? You feel terrible. She's crying uncontrollably, but she's still asleep. So obviously, like, she's not having the best sleep. And if it's something about her being afraid and being scared, having nightmares, night terrors, you know, I, I, why do I want her to deal with that? So, um, number one, there's apparently... 
Not shit that you can do. You are not supposed to go in and wake them up unless they wake themselves up. If they wake themselves up, that's how you know that it was really bad and you should absolutely go in there to console them, which goes against all rules of the crying it out method. Um, so only if they wake themselves up should you go in there, so they say. Uh, and... I have found that that actually works, right? Not going in there, if they don't wake themselves up, they actually just end up, at least she does, she just ends up going back to sleep. And it's like, it never happened. But I do see that she ends up being more tired during that day if she does wake up from these quote-unquote night terrors. Um, but it's a very scary thing to deal with. And, and, and a very like emotional thing for you as a parent to see, you know, pending you have a blood beating heart, uh, you know, like, uh, it's a very emotional thing to see because obviously you don't ever want to see your child in distress, but when you see them in distress, but they're not recognizing at the moment that they're in distress, it's not just like a normal cry. Um, it, it cuts you a little bit deeper as a parent. Uh, and like I said, it's just a very scary thing. Um, something that I was not used to seeing caught me completely off guard and, you know, really screwed me up for a couple of days. Um, and, and now I'm back to being nervous when I go to sleep because I've like now turned the monitor. I, I was turning the monitor like away from me, but just turning the, the volume up so that the light like didn't, now I'm turning the monitor right into my face. Like it's literally looking me in in the eye. So if it happens, I can see exactly what's going on right away. Boom. Done. Um, it, it, it puts a lot of stress on, a, on, on the sleep situation, but also on the situation of like, what is she dreaming about that's making her so upset? I've read that most of the time they're actually probably dreaming about being separated from the parents or being alone and not having parents around, you know? So it's that they're scared, getting scared of this feeling of being alone or, or separation, right? Alone or separation. That is also transferred over into her awake life. A couple of days this week, she's not done in six, eight months, maybe, um, I tried to take her to daycare and she refused, adamantly refused to come out of my arms. Even same, give me big hug, head on my shoulder. No, daddy, don't want to go. I don't want to go. I want to stay with daddy. And I, it's weird and or just interesting, I guess, to see that maybe that is why she didn't want to go into daycare that day, right? She didn't want to be separated because she had this bad dream that night that she was being separated from her parents and put all alone or put in a different situation, whatever it was. And she got a flashback of that when I was going to drop her off at daycare. And those fears and feelings arose back in her conscious life uh, from when she was asleep. It's insane and it's, that is actually one of the craziest developments that I've seen in my daughter to date and not anything that's like you hear about that's major, but seeing that possibly, 
And like I said, from what I've been reading, it's likely that she made the conscious connection when she was awake to something that she had dreamed about or experienced when she was asleep in her subconscious. It is insane to see the complexities and developments in kids. And this is a perfect example of that. This is exactly why I wanted to share it. Um, if anybody else is is going through that, has gone through that, uh, please drop me a line. I, I, I'm very interested to see how you dealt with it uh, because I'm trying to deal with that now. It, it's become pretty consistent over the last two, three weeks. And uh, this week has not been the worst. Actually, no, this week was really bad. The last week was just, eh, you know, but this week was really bad. Um, so I would love to get some advice from from anybody that's experienced this before on how to how to deal with that, how you dealt with it, uh, and, and what your experience was. Because I, I don't want her to be fucking afraid. You know what I mean? I, I don't want her to be scared. I don't want her to have nightmares and scream in the middle of the night. And I also don't want to be woken up anymore two times a night. You know, I got a full day of work to put in, bro. But uh, no, but on, on a serious note, if you have dealt with anything like that or, or had that experience, Please drop me a line, dadhardpod at gmail.com or, or shoot me a DM on Instagram, uh, either Mr. Mo Green or at dadhardpod on Instagram. So, um, yeah, that would, that's been the crux development of this month, of this week. Um, and with that said, we'll, we'll jump into the musical break, uh, and then come back on the other side with my guest this week that I'm, I'm very excited for. It is actually my new trainer. I enrolled in their program, the Fitness Rebellion, um, and it is Mr. Matt Wilbur, founder of the Fitness Rebellion. Uh, I have enrolled in their program, uh, to try to get my health and fitness back in order. It is phenomenal. They put you on a workout plan, diet plan, eating plan. They have you connecting, you know, my fitness pal app so you can track your calories and protein intake and sugar intake car. The whole nine is fantastic. They have a group chat element to it. So it's like you're in this community of like-minded guys mostly and he does it mostly for dads as you'll see through our conversation. It is fantastic. So if you are a dad, or anybody that's looking to get your fitness and, and health back in order, I highly recommend jumping on to thefitnessrebellion.com or checking them out on Instagram at thefitnessrebellion. He will give you a lot more insight on his conversation on the other side of the musical break about what their whole methodology is. But it has been a great experience so far, uh, and I am excited to continue on for the next, what, 15, 16 weeks that I enrolled in the program. So definitely check that out. Uh, we're going to dive into a musical break. While you listen, definitely drop me a five-star review. And if you want to drop a little comment on your preferred podcast platform of choice, wherever you're listening to this on, I will very much appreciate it. Uh, until then, we're going to jump into the musical break and I will catch you on the other side. Never felt like this before. Rain clouds don't exist no more. Back in rainy days was sign like a day. That was way back when I was living pissed off. But shit, I was pissed poor and believe that's worse than being pissed on. Cause I've been there too. Yeah, I know that's gross, but that's real, that's truth. 
And honestly, these cats ain't being honest, Chief. But when I rhyme, I'm Paul Pierce and it's prime. Do it for gang green. The title is mine. Part of a big three. Got the gleam in our eye. Plus we keep a little nigga that was fixed to die. This week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast is brought to you by Tony's, the creator of the amazing speaker box toy, the Tony Box, that comes fully equipped with little figurines that have songs and stories. You can have your Disney princess pack. You can get the Lion King. You can get even blank creative Tonys to create your own stories and your own songs and just harness that creativity with your child. Log on to Tonys.us right now. That is T-O-N-I-E-S dot U-S and put in the promo code PARTNER15 and get 15% off your purchase of any Tony product. Tony's the best way to harness creativity and have fun with your kids while doing it. Go to Tony's.us today. Use the promo code PARTNER15 and get 15% off and tell them that Dad Hard sent you. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ha. Remember the sandbox? Little league ball felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap. And Doc was more like Benny the Jet. No handy, but yet. Tell us to drink up. And like this we are back we with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. And as always, you know, once that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. This is actually a little bit more of a, a, a personal one for me because I just started his training program as of uh, the beginning of May. I have I have joined his, his company, The Fitness Rebellion, to get my health and fitness back in order after slacking off severely for the entirety of this pandemic. The training methodology and and the group nature of his training program is unbelievable. I already feel like I am like part of the family. It is fantastic. So with no further ado, training expert extraordinaire, owner and founder of the Fitness Rebellion, father of one, let me welcome Matthew Wilbur. How are you? Good, sir. I am doing fantastic, especially after that introduction, man. Like, <laughs> we better give these guys some good stuff today. Yo, we oh, don't worry, we will. You and I connected, and and after talking, what we really just connect connected to do to talk about some sponsorship stuff. And as yeah. you and I spoke, there was great synergy there. And I am now enrolled in your fitness rebellion training program <laughs> uh, because I need to get myself in order. And it's been like a week or so i'm feeling absolutely fantastic uh and it's like perfect that you are coming on today this is this is going to be awesome where did you get just the idea to just to start the fitness rebellion and the whole concept behind it because it is really a group training mentality did that come out of just the pandemic or was that always something that you had to focus on so it's really been something that's evolved over the years. And I want to like have a huge long drawn out story, but I, right out of college, I had a, a job in financial marketing and I would just didn't feel fulfilled. Like I was like, Oh man, what the heck am I doing? Like yeah. great company, like should be happy. Right. Sure. Should be like good paycheck should be freaking pumped up. 
And that, that wasn't the case. So at, it was at that point I decided to take a huge pay cut, become an assistant manager at a gym. Oh, wow. And then, so I did that for a little bit, had a falling out with the owners. And I was like, you know what? I don't like the way things are being done. I'm going to, I'm going to start my own thing. And we call it the no bullshit approach because I mean, there's just, there's so much garbage out there, man. When we founded the company in 2017, it was like, all right, this has got to be an online coaching platform because how can we impact and reach the most dads? Like that's, that's a way, right? If we limit ourselves to just like a training facility, then we're greatly limiting the impact that we can have on the world. And it's just really evolved over the time where it's, it's crazy to look back where it started like four years ago now. And I'm a little bit nutty when it comes to like improvement. And so every time I see something that I don't like, or I see an issue or I see something that could be done better, I'm like, boom, we're going to do this. Like perfect example, right before you came in, we just switched that communication channel to that format because you can do all the fun, like voice notes and videos sure. and all that, that cool stuff. And the, uh, that chat has been freaking hopping since, yeah. uh, since we switched it over, but it's really just evolved over time. And I just look to fill fill gaps and make things better so that we do have a badass community and people feel like at home and like also at the same time too, if they don't do their shit, that they're going to get caught up. No, for sure. I can just see right off the bat how it, how interconnected everybody is and they really feel this level of comfortability with each other and, and the desire to, you know, not only push each other, but want to do better because everybody else wants to do better. You know, like you and I talked about the pandemic. It's hard for me to be a self-starter in the house, right? If I'm in my house is kind of like my, my lounge time. You know what I mean? It's very hard for me to, to, to motivate. This is a great way to bring back that motivation without having to go to the gym, et cetera, et cetera. Cause I'm still very weary about going to gyms and all that stuff. Was that, was that also always a mentality? Was it, was it to kind of be able to adhere to what everybody, what everybody's availability and preferred workout style was? Because it does seem like it's very malleable based on the person. Yeah, that, that was always the idea. And one of the things that, I didn't like in places I'd worked in the past. It was kind of like, here's the box that we're going to put you in. Like, I don't really care like what you think and this is what you're going to do. And, and to some extent, there's certain things that are like non-negotiable that we got to get done to do results. But it is very much designed to be a personal approach when we're looking at the individual nutrition, the individual's training and whatnot. Because uh, as you've probably seen, there's, there's folks in there too that train at a gym. And like, mm-hmm. just because like, somebody wants to train at home versus at the gym, like we should be able to help everybody. Right. And if you're going to execute better in a certain place right now for you, it's like working out at home. Like that's what we need to do. And I think that's where like a lot of people go wrong too. Like they feel like I have to do X, I have to do Y. And there are certain things we have to do, but I think we just get pushed all this shit that like, Hey, like you got to work out seven times a week. You got to go to the gym. You got to buy supplements. And, and that couldn't be further from the truth. And I think what people need to start realizing is the more that the more that you see someone saying, hey, this is the only way, the more you should probably run no, in the opposite I direction. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I can imagine that was hard for you working 
under somebody else's roof, for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? You talked about taking that existing assistant manager job and not getting along with the owner. I can imagine that it's difficult when you're working under somebody that has a very strict methodology for how they want to operate things. But meanwhile, you're like, but wait, why aren't we just helping anybody that wants to get that type of help in the way that works for them? You know, so I, I think it's fantastic that you were able to develop that type of a program because like you said, most people are just like, okay, this is my training program and you're going to stick to it and I promise you it works. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> but maybe that doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? So, so that's fantastic. Did you really have, did you have the mindset and idea? You mentioned that you really want to, you're, you're looking to get dads involved with, with, with the current program. Did that relate to you being a father as well? Yeah. So good question. So when we started in 2017, obviously I didn't, we didn't have our daughter yet. And uh, we, we started focusing on, on men because obviously I'm a guy, like I understand like what's obviously it's different for everybody, but I understand kind of like what's important, what guys are looking for. Sure. And I didn't necessarily feel comfortable like marketing to women or whatnot. Cause it's like, I mean, I could talk to my wife about that, but it's sure. like, I, I'm the kind of guy too, that like, I like to have a blunt conversation and like, just be super direct. Like, Hey, like you're fucking up here, here and here. This is what we got to do. This is how we got to go about it. And here's where, how we're going to make it work for you. And I find that, and this isn't the case with, with all women, but sometimes that directness kind of scares people away. But for our clientele, they, they love that directness because that's just who I am. And, and I always felt like I could be kind of authentic in that. And then when my daughter came along, so she's a year and a half old, I started to realize like, this is very different than how I used to approach things. And most of our clients are dads anyway. So I should really tailor and figure out a way to make this more focused on dads and parents because I think a lot of the things that single guys might do or some of the younger crowd might do, I mean, I'll be 30 this month, but like the, in their early 20s, like it's just not realistic when you have a career, when you have a kid, however many kids you have, when you're married. So we got to do some, some things a little bit differently. Yeah. And, and that's, and, and that's also why I like this personalized approach, because when you're a parent, you really need as much personalization with anything that you do, because who the fuck knows what's going to happen on a day to day basis. Like for example, <laughs> yesterday I told coach angel, I was like, listen, I know I'm supposed to do the low impact run after the actual workout, but I had to fit it in before. And I did it on my way to pick up my daughter from daycare and then we ran home. You know, like I ran her home in her stroller and that was how I needed to fit that in into my time frame. And so I really like this personalized type of a program, especially with with parents because they need that. Like, you know, who knows? I could be I could be up at five, three o'clock in the morning and then dead the next day, you know. So maybe I don't get anything in until like the late afternoon or evening, you know. It's it's great that you've put that freedom together specifically with keeping those parents in mind. Yeah, so I think I think there's like maybe one person in the program who is not a parent. Ninety eight percent are are dads. And then obviously we've got a couple moms and we have like one person that's, that's not a parent and they just kind of came through a referral, which in the same sense, it's like, obviously that we cater to dads, we cater to parents, but like if somebody has a friend that isn't, you know, a parent, it's like, well, since we take a personalized approach, I'm not going to say, well, you know, screw you. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Especially when we, what we do works and we're really good at it. So we just obviously that's, that's our focus is really because I, I mean, you've, you've seen it like a lot of a lot of guys, right? Married kids, like things happen, 
COVID happens, whatever it is, and then fitness gets put on the back burner. And now we're, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight. Our energy's going down. We're looking in the mirror like, what the heck is going on? And it, like, it's impacting how we show up as a dad. It's impacting yeah. how we show up as a husband. And it's just impacting how we feel about ourselves and how we show up in our everyday life. And for me, it's like, I want everybody to have a fucking awesome life. Yeah. I mean, that, just, just to put it, put it bluntly, like, and I and think- I wish everybody could have seen the look in your face, the excitement in your eyes when you just said, like, I want everybody to have a fucking great life. I, there was just so much honesty and energy in that, in, in, in your face at that time. I, I completely apologize for interrupting you, but I needed <laughs> no, to say that. that. <laughs> um, but no, that's, that's fantastic. Please continue. And, and what I, what I find is like a lot of people just like, whether it's limiting beliefs or they, they just like, they get stuck in a, in a rut, so to speak. And they just, they stop trying or whatnot. And they need to be pulled out of that. And for us, like we use fitness and nutrition as a vehicle to do so. And we've got some crazy stories where like guys completely transform their lives or relationships. And, and that's why we do it. It's about fucking changing lives. Not like, I mean, granted, you know, some people come and they want to get six pack abs and we'll help you do that too. But I want to make you a better person. I want to make you a better husband. I want to make you a better father. And we'll use fitness and nutrition as at the core of that. And that's, that's kind of how we look at it where I think a lot of people are just kind of like, you know, just, just fitness or just fat loss. And I, I kind of want to bring a lot of other aspects into what we do. Yeah. And, uh, and that's important. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I, so there's a, there's another, there's another dad that, that I, I have a, I have conversation with every year, like for new years, who also runs a, a fitness health and fitness program called dad bod health. And, and he's very adamant about that. Also, he wants to create better people. So the, the, the thing that I, that I find about fitness and health, especially with this pandemic, right? The pandemic has put a lot of stress on relationships. And I think a lot of the stress, at least from what like I can kind of see in what's been going on in, in our household is a, a lot of that stress comes from this lack of being able to be as active in your everyday life as you were. It doesn't matter whether you were a gym rat or whether you've never picked up a weight in your life or never done a push-up in your life. Your limitation of activity and what you were able to just do and how you're able to be active is a huge, huge effect. That's why it was so important and I was so interested in getting involved with you guys on this because I already see, just by knowing that I was gonna be starting the program, I've already seen a full click in my in my mentality <laughs> and in my and the way that I'm approaching things. And then I start start yesterday and it's, it's fantastic. Do you find that that a lot of people that a lot of the dads specifically that come to you and want to start the program are having kind of that happiness in life void because of their lack of activity? Yeah, I think so. And, and to that point as well, right? Like not only is it a lack of activity, but it's for a lot of people completely upended their schedules. A lot of people are working sure. from home, right? So there's like, there's no balance. And and I totally get that because our business is online. So before, for a while, my office was in our apartment and yes. I'm actually in a, in a separate office now because my daughter would come, you know, running in and it's like, I love her. I love her. But when you're trying to get work done and whatnot, it's 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 difficult so it's it's that and then like you know a lot of people some people are working at the kitchen table fridge is right there like food's readily available like and it's it's this overall i feel like a lack of i don't have control of the situation and 
I, there's a lot of things that can be done to take control if we know the right way to go about it. And I think that's where a lot of people, they just don't have that knowledge to adapt to the situation and rebuild the structure around like the new norm, so to speak. Sure. So you, you, you talk a lot about control with, with the, with the fitness rebellion program. Do you kind of, do you, do you focus on taking that kind of control back? Not even necessarily in regards to the pandemic, but I'm talking about just like in life in general, because a lot of times you, you made a great point when we feel specifically as parents, which is why it's so hard as a new parent, because you <laughs> don't have really have control on anything anymore. Right. You know, when you, when your wife's pregnant, you can control like the, that you can control the home. You can't really control the hormones or like, or, or how they, you, you start to, you're starting to lose control from the moment your wife gets pregnant. Right. And slowly, but sure. And then the baby comes and boom, now you're completely out of control of everything. Do you find that that lack of control has a huge effect on being a new parent? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I think you, you nailed it. Like baby comes along, it's this brand new thing. And then obviously like if you have more kids and then they get into sports and it's just like this continuing spectrum of like things get crazier and you get add more and more to the plate. And I think a lot of people just had, didn't have like a moment to like take a breath and like, okay, what does my schedule actually look like? What do I got going on? Where can I fit things in? And, and I obviously you went through like the kind of the fast track week. That's a big thing that we have you guys do is yeah. okay. Well, where, where can we kind of map these things out? And I definitely think that so many people, like the biggest, like number one thing is like, I don't have time. And I mean, let's be real. That's, that's a bunch of bullshit. We all have time to take care of ourselves and, and exercise. It's how we prioritize the time and how we fit that into our packed schedules. So I think that absolutely, like a lot, of, a lot of people struggle with that. And just like, sometimes it's, it's as simple as like, Hey, did you look at your calendar? Like, no, I got all this stuff going on. No, well, well you, know what, you know what's funny? You know, what's funny is that, uh, yes, that that's what that's what my biggest worry was, right? In starting this, is that like, am I actually going to have the time to dedicate to this schedule that's made for me, right? And you know, I, you, you know, I, I have I have this schedule, I have the the you know my my calorie counter and protein and all the and, and and breakdown of all that stuff. And I was going into yesterday, I was like so nervous, and and however, I woke up, I took my daughter to school or to daycare. I went into my office yet and then came back, picked my daughter up from daycare, still had time to do the 20 minute, to do the, the 20 minute low impact jog workout, the, the full workout, make my daughter dinner, make my wife and myself dinner, and then watch two episodes of Handmaid's Tale at the end of the night. And I still went to bed earlier than I've been going to bed. So there is time to do it. You just have to put the focus on it. And and a lot of that is, I, I, I really like what you, what you said about taking control because a lot of that is due to the fact you think that you don't have time to do anything because you don't even... As a parent, you feel, especially a new parent, you feel like you don't have control over your day. So there's just like you said, you don't look and need to look at your calendar. You just know that you have stuff piled up, but that you can make all that stuff happen and get your fitness in and get your and take control of your health if you just take control of everything. And I think that this is a really, you know, taking control of your health and fitness is actually a good way to help yourself take control of everything else as well. And now I'm talking about this one day in and I'm probably going to be shooting myself in the foot because in three <laughs> days I'm not going to have this, this control anymore or something like something's going to come up or whatever. But day one day in, I can say that, that that that's the case and I love that you are giving you really are giving control to your clientele and it's super necessary 
especially as a, as a parent. And speaking of as a parent, let's talk about you as a, as a dad. Your your daughter is what a year and a half now. Yeah, she's just she's just shy of a year and a half. I'm at the point where it's like she's a year and a half. I'm not doing the month thing anymore. I dig like that. she's got another month before she's a year and a half. But like you know, she's a year and a half. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I totally dig it. How's the first year and a half been? Uh, year and a half meaning that you've basically your daughter has basically grew up 100 percent in a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So it's obviously been a change, and I tell I tell people and like <laughs> expectations around like just moving things around. It just you just got to figure out like what's going to work. And I mean, the main thing too, is like my wife is a rock star. Like she is phenomenal. One thing and I'll admit Mona, it's kind of embarrassing that I really, really struggle with in the beginning was the balance between family time and work. Right. Because she like our our daughter, Layla, she has set times where she's going to be napping set times where she's going to bed. And like, that wasn't really an issue before. Cause like, my wife was just like, you know, it, we could fit time in wherever. And I didn't really have to be as concerned about it. So I actually, this is embarrassing to admit, but I had to go in and I had to like block family time into my calendar because with the business is growing and I, I typically I'm doing like 78 hours a week. And it's just like, it, I, there's, I, I realized last, it was probably like last around last September, like how screwed up I was from like my balance and like, it was just the chaos and like yeah. I hadn't taken a moment yet to do the things that we're talking about like and rebalance and like I, I obviously I was still spending time with my family and everything like that but it wasn't as much as I would like and it was it was just impacting how I felt I just felt shitty to yep. me. I just felt I, I felt like a shitty husband I felt like a shitty dad and and whether that like probably a lot of people were like you're doing a great job but it wasn't good enough for me so that that was one thing for me that was a huge game changer so it's like Every morning, like we're having typically having breakfast together, like feeding my nice. daughter, like some of my quiche is funny. Like she loves to eat like all the stuff that I eat. And then every afternoon I take an hour for lunch with them. And then every evening depends how much, how much time, like what's going on in the day, but I always try to get um, home so that I can read uh, books to my daughter before she goes to bed nice. and I spend time with my wife. So that was like one of the biggest struggles for me, man, is like, how do I like, really be present and find the time to to be with them which is like i said it feels embarrassing to admit but i really struggle with it and now i'm like everything's kind of clicking where like i did that process and like i'm making sure i'm being mindful of this stuff it's it's all good now and it's it's just crazy to see like how fast they grow and like our daughter like says everything now which is fun so she, or she, she's, she tries to she's say fully everything. T- she's talking and everything like that <laughs> and it's 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 just hilarious some of the things that she says when like like jingle like there's the book like jingle jingle and like what she when she tries to say jingle jingle it's just like this slurred gibberish and you're just like what are you saying girl so Uh, that's the best my wife is my daughter always like tries to tell me something and i'm like what what are you saying and my wife just comes and she she, she's saying she wants cheerios don't you understand i'm like how do you understand same same thing like i i think yeah that definitely goes to my wife being a rock star as well like she knows exactly she's like She's saying up. She wants you to pick her up. I'm like, it sounded like I don't even. <laughs> right. right. Um, one of my favorite things right now that she says is she tries to say pancakes and pancakes are kaka. So okay. <laughs> she knows like when you're making pancakes and she's like, kaka. It's like, <laughs> uh, not quite. But What's been the biggest change you've had to make, you know, from fatherhood to not fatherhood, especially with you being, uh, you know, a, a trainer and having this training business, I'm sure that, you know, you have, there's a lot of demand on your time. How has that transition and kind of 
sharing that. I mean, you you talked a little bit about it, but how how I, I can imagine that that must have been extremely tough for you, and especially in talking about this concept of taking control back. What what was the biggest challenge that you saw in that in that arena when you when you had your daughter? Yeah, I, and it, it it does go to that that time challenge. It's like, how do I fit all these new, you know, all this new stuff in and show up like 100 percent for all the people that are relying on me? Because I'm definitely somebody where if I feel like I'm falling short, like I feel like shit, and it affects it really affects me. Like so, I, figuring out that schedule and like working collaborative with my wife and really. We've been bringing on more team members to the company as well, like so that I can offload some of the stuff, which has been good because we've been growing and we're able to support that. That's, I mean, that's really just been the biggest biggest thing is like finding ways that I can like get out of like business mode and be present in family mode is that has honestly been my my biggest struggle. And the more like I can like offload that to other people, and the more like I can do to like rework my schedule. Like typically now I feel like it's like every month I'm reworking my schedule where it's like my wife and I came back from vacation last month and she's like, Hey, I want to start going to the gym again. I'm like, perfect. Cool. I'll move around my morning so I can go work out. Now I work out a bit earlier than I did. I was going at like six. Now I work it at five so I can be back so that my wife can then go and work out. And then I watch her daughter while she sleeps. and I do a little bit of work. So that's, that's been the main thing is just like, once I kind of, things started to click, it's just like, okay, I just got to move things around in my schedule and noticing that friction, those friction points in my day where like the main thing Mo, for me is like, if I notice like one day, like I don't, I come up short somewhere. I'm like, fuck, how do I fix that? And then I'll like retool my schedule so that it like forces me to. And then like now it, it just allows me to kind of adapt and I don't even need to do that sometimes. But yeah. that's been the biggest thing is like, how do we fit all this stuff in and be all the things that we need to be at once? And I think too, just talking about it, I've been very vocal, like on my Facebook page, like, here's all the shit that I'm dealing with. Like, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah. I think before I, I was just kind of like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. I'm kind of lying to myself. And I think the more I was like, okay, no, I can make things better. And then once I shifted my perspective there, like everything started to click. Yeah, I think I, 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 my, my buddy, one of my best friends from college was actually the first guest on the podcast. He always says his biggest piece of advice for, for dads is to stop like just talking to yourself and start getting friends and talk about it there is not a single human being on the planet that is like oh parenting piece of cake and if they do say that then they're complete liars because it's just not possible so it's great that you're so open about talking about that type of stuff i think it's a huge help it makes a big difference in your confidence level on on the parenting side you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, too many people just like hide, right? We, we do it all, I and mean, everybody does it with something, right? Like a lot of people do it with their fitness. Some people do it like as how they show up. Some people do it with like their career. And we just get stuck in this this spot where it's like, oh, like, you know, it, it's not that bad, right? It's not that bad. And then it, at the end of the day, like that's rel- that's a relative term. But like if you're not happy, then you need to fix things. And you need to like start start thinking, okay, like, I know I've got all the shit going on, but what can I do to make things better? Okay. And and that's really been the the biggest thing is just starting to apply some of the other stuff. So I do well another in, in life is like a, a husband and a father. And one one thing too that like I don't know if you guys struggle with like when the fr- baby came along like date night. That was like it took me until this year to get like regular date night schedule. So now we have one every other week, and then we'll, obviously we still spend time together. But like we have every other week, like it's just Megan, my wife, and I like date night, and yeah. I think. That's one thing too, like I definitely recommend is like you got to make time for each other and you can't 
just because you have a kid, you can't stop like dating and having yeah, a relationship. I agree. I agree. And I, I think that kind of fell a little bit by the wayside because it, understandably, again, it's like, you got this new life that you have to take care of. And like, as a parent, like the main thing is like, you know, don't, don't break them and keep them alive. No, no, right, right. Listen, if you're, if you're keeping them alive, then this is, this is the secret parenting hack that I give. If you keep them alive, you're winning. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Every day you keep them alive, you're doing a fantastic job because at this, you know, at this point, that's all you really have to focus on. I even say, like, last night, my wife and I were freaking out looking at the monitor because my daughter was so passed out. She was just like, <sighs> you know, like with her mouth open. We're like, oh my God, something's wrong, something's wrong. We, like, my wife, like, had to run upstairs and, like, touch her and she was just so passed out. But, like, you're always worrying about whether this whether this new life is like alive. Is it? Are they breathing? Yeah. Is something wrong? She's looking. She looks a little bit weird now. Like, it, does that mean something's wrong? You know, and and you get so wrapped up in that that you do forget about each other. And I think that that the relationship between the two parents is almost, if not almost as important, if not maybe more important than the actual kind of raising of the child because if these if, if the two parents are completely off kilter right then the relation each one's relationship with the child is also going to be off kilter now that child is working with two off kilter relationships when when what all that needs to happen is one relationship getting back into into you know in, into a zone together and then everything is copacetic so I, I i do agree i think that's very important obviously in a pandemic, it gets a little bit difficult, but now finally there's light at the end of the tunnel and it seems like things are going to, to start getting back to normal and I'm excited for that. What type of th what type of things are you guys doing as far as date nights are concerned? <laughs> we're, we're not like super excited, but typically we'll just go with dinner. Sometimes we'll even just like, Megan will want to go like shopping or go want to look at stuff and I'm like, like the main, like our main thing is just like, it's got to be just us time yep. and, and it's got to be like, you know, it's got to be scheduled. And yeah. so we've done a variety of different things. I want to, now that it's getting nicer, there, there's some other things that we'd like to get out and do. We like to be active and, and whatnot. So the main thing right now is just like, we don't really care what it is as long as it's the two of us two together, yeah. kind of like, you know, acting like when we, you know, we were 20 and first met, like, that's the main thing. And I, I really liked what you said there about like the relationship is almost like more important in some respects. Cause I think like to take that a step further, there's like, there's a couple layers, right? There's like you feeling good about yourself and taking care of yourself, right? When we talk about health and fitness. And so you gotta you gotta be a hundred percent so that you can be a hundred percent in the relationship 100%. and then you can show up a hundred percent for your your children. And and I, I I I forget who told me that when I was, you know, Megan was pregnant, but that really rang like stuck in my head and, and I really identified with that. So that was one of the things like it got a little bit messed up, but like I try to always come back to it. it's like, okay, like am I taking care of myself? Am I taking care of Megan? so that we can take care of our daughter our best and like things are now really in like a good groove for us yeah that's good i mean at, at a year and a half that's good some people take th three four years before they before before they can get their shit together because it's a because it's a tough time like these this my, my daughter's not that much older than yours my daughter is what like 21 22 months now her birthday's in july so right around the same right around the same age she's probably a little bit closer to two than yours but like this first year, like that first like year and a half, two years, everything is just changing with a child so often that like, you know, like you alluded to before, it's very hard because everything is changing. You're always having to be changing and it's very difficult to kind of keep, keep this sense of control over 
things, but you know, one way to do that is to make sure that you're always getting, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with your significant other, whatever that is, you know, like, you know, my, my, our daughter's in daycare. My wife and I both are working from home. So like, if we both have an opening in the middle of the day, a lot of times like in the in, in the mornings, we'll be like, okay, listen, what's your schedule look like? You know, and even if it's just going, like you said, going grocery shopping together, right? Or going for a walk to, to, together, you know, just like getting out, doing something, you know what I mean? It, it does make a huge difference and you can actually see the difference made like on a day-to-day -day basis. Like when you do that, the days and weeks just like end up being better than the previous, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I was just laughing when he's like just going grocery shopping together because I mean it's literally is like you know you're it's completely different like just being able to go out without without a child and yeah. like like I you don't have to worry if they're gonna like get mad or yeah. whatnot. So did me, totally me and my wife, me and my wife left my my daughter with with my in laws and we took their car and we just like drove to Target. And like we just drove to Target, like walked around Target. We got literally we left with nothing. We didn't buy a single thing, but it was just like nice us just like driving together and like going in Target and like just like doing something together. It was so nice to do something like that, even something so stupid and small as like a going to Target and not even purchasing anything. It's those little things that you have to like appreciate in the relationship now because you know what? That's considered a date night <laughs> these days. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and one other thing too, I don't know if you notice this at all, but like I really tried to make sure I was doing something to like love, honor and appreciate like my wife because I know like how badass of a mom she is. Like, she is just phenomenal. Like, I just yeah. got to give her a shout out. And I, I really tried to make it known to her, like, hey, like, you're freaking awesome. And doing little things like that, too. Because, again, like, you, you don't think about it at first, but then you start to, like, be off kilter. And so I kind of noticed that. And we started, like, I started reeling that in. Just, like, little things to just be like, I appreciate you. Like, you're freaking awesome. Because... Yeah. Uh, it's it's those little things, right? When you're dealing with a screaming child all day long, <laughs> that sometimes like make all the difference. I mean, it's it's stupid, but so last week, the weekend before, like she had wanted like donuts, and she had mentioned it like a while back. I'm like, oh, like I'm always up early, like I'm gonna go get some donuts. Nice. Like they were they were still like I got a workout in, they were still sleeping, and then uh, she gets up and like she wakes up to like donuts and a nice iced coffee, and it's like it's it's silly, right? When we talk about stuff like this, but. I think all those little things make a difference. And okay. then it's like, it, it brings you, it brings you closer, your relationship tighter. And then like, you have like better time with your, your, your kid. And it's just, yeah, well, those little things those, matter. You need those little things to make sure that you both still know that the other one is thinking about you. You know what I mean? Like that. And, and that's, and that's what's, and that's, what's important. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, if I, especially during this moving process, right? We've had nothing in the house, like as far as like food or anything like that. So like, if I'm like going running to the, to the old apartment to go like clean something out or, or grab or whatever, I'm, it's always like, or, or if I'm just like going to the store for myself to go get like a water or something, it's oh, you know, always, okay, she's going to probably, she'll, she'll want a water also, or she'll want this and a diet Coke. And maybe like, she really likes these, the, the Utz brand salt and vinegar chips, but she doesn't eat the chips. She just sucks off all the salt and vinegar flavor, <laughs> but she loves them. It's, it's, it's like her favorite thing in the world. So like, if, a, if like the potato like has them, like I'll grab those and, and, and just like with the donuts, it's those little things that just like let, let your significant other know that, you know, I'm thinking about you. You know what I mean? I'm not just like going and like be, you know, in the, in the chaos of the world. 
I grabbed you this this little small bag of Arts chips, a little small little thing, but like at least you know that like she she now knows that I was like thinking about her, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that's like the same thing with like the fitness, right? I, we just have a tendency to like stop like think like we gotta like continue to put in work in all these areas. And I I don't know if you you've noticed this talking to other dads, but I I found like a handful of guys they just kind of like give up so to speak and for me i'm like no like that's not that's not like i, I don't know how, so many people told me too like when we we're having our daughter like you're gonna gonna get you're gonna get out of shape this is gonna happen that's gonna happen i'm like hey buddy just because that happened to you like no truth i am not gonna let that happen to me because like i i just i love my wife too much and i want i, I want to help people and I, and I have to be a leader too right i like i'm coaching all all these guys and it's like hey if, if i if I'm not trying to be better too, then like, who, who am I to say, Hey, like you need to step it up too. If I'm not trying to constantly be better and raise the bar. Yeah. So no, I agree. And that's a fantastic mentality. Listen, I I would never, I would never be worried about somebody like you letting, letting that stuff fall by the wayside. Just by, I can just like by see by the few conversations that we've had off, off recording and then doing this now, like your, your focus is, is, is high level and you just have this, this great passion to, you know, to reorganize and readjust in order to make everything work for everybody that's important to you. Whether that's the people that are in your program, whether that's your wife, whether that's your daughter, etc. whether that's yourself, doesn't matter. I can see it's very clear that, that there's no, there's no stopping you or deterring you, whether it's from fatherhood or anything like that. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's going to be something that your daughter is going to appreciate a million times over as you guys, as you guys continue to grow. So, so I, I, don't, don't listen to those jerks and the, those, they don't know, they don't know fucking anything. No, I, I appreciate, and I think that's something too, like for, you know, your, your listeners and depending, like everybody's been told like, this is how it's going to be. And I think we need to start questioning some of that stuff. Like if that's not what you want, that's not how it has to be. And, and I, I see a lot of that, like, this is, this is how it's going to be. And then like an acceptance of that. And for me, I've never been that person. Obviously, I, I mean, I freaking started this company. It's like, probably the hardest thing I've ever, uh, well, I say, I was going to say the hardest thing I've ever done, but being a dad is pretty hard too. But yeah, I, I just live the life that you want and freaking be happy. If you're not fulfilled, like change it. And I think that's, I mean, that's at the core two of our conversation and like fitting all the stuff in. It's like, you gotta love your freaking life. Yep. You gotta have an amazing life. And to have it be anything less than that, I, I hate to be like, it's going to piss some people off, but it's your fault if your life isn't what it wants you want it to be. And I am a firm believer in that. Like I was raised like by my dad, like hardworking environment. Like he, he owned his own business, like no bullshit. Like it's, it's so many people, I think just play the victims mo and pass the buck. And like, once you, once you give up the responsibility to anything, then it's like your life isn't yours anymore. You're not in control. And I mean, a lot of what we talked about is trying to have that control and you can't control everything, but I don't know. No, I no, I, I I agree with you. And listen, there there are also sometimes where you you know you may not always like your life every single day. There may be certain days that are harder. There may be certain failures that you have that take a mental that may take a mental toll on you. Listen, I've I've had it. I was I was a part of an article last year in in Men's Health magazine about you know postpartum depression in dads and how like you know that lack of control right can really throw you into a spiral but that spiral doesn't have to be permanent it can yeah. be it can be temporary and just like you said it's it, it can be temporary based on how temporary or long term you want it to be 
You know what I mean? And, and, it, and it is up to us, and especially as dads now, it's up to us to make sure that that is not a permanent thing and that it is temporary because now there's somebody else that we have to have responsibility for and we have to be available for and, and to step up to. And if you aren't able to do that, then, you know, you probably should have pulled out. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> 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 that, might be, that might be the most dad hard thing ever said on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> but but I'm sorry, but I'm serious. You know, if, if you weren't if, if you if you weren't prepared to to take on the responsibility of making those bad times temporary, then you should not have entered into into this stage of your life because you either weren't ready or you're never gonna be ready. And and you're right. It is responsibility you have to take the responsibility for that and accountability for that hundred percent because it is your fault. You can you, you only you have the ability to change your life. Which is which is hard, right? When you're looking in the mirror and like and, and I had that moment, like I said last year, like I was looking in the mirror, I'm like Matt, you're kind of like, and it was, in, and again, in my own terms, like you're kind of like fuck up. You need to show up better for your family, and it's like, it's, it's like I felt like shit. Yeah, of course, <laughs> dude. Of course, uh, I look at, I look at myself, I look at myself five after five years of being in like really great shape. You know what I mean? I look at myself now in the in the mirror, like I told you on our consultation call for the thing. I look at myself and I got, I'm starting to get these nan boobs back again, make me think about my 16 year old, 250 pound self, and I don't want to go there. So what do we do? We join, we we team up with the fitness rebellion, and we start <laughs> and we start taking back that control. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I'm I'm just so happy that you're you're super open and honest about this stuff too, because I, you know. It, I just see so many people that are living, living in lies and man, like for me too, from as like a dad, a lot of people say they want to give their kids the things that they didn't have. And and I certainly want that. But what I really want to do for my daughters, I want to teach her the things that I didn't know, because I think that knowledge and that, that generational knowledge around like health and mindset and like, well, like all this kind of stuff is probably one of the, the best gifts that you could give your kid is like to give them the knowledge to put them in a better place, like from a mindset frame and from like, cause that stuff, like if you can develop that in them, then like the world, the world there is their oyster. They're freaking unstoppable. Like yeah. nothing will break them. I agree. I agree. Well, th- this has been, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate you, 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 you coming on. You and I are going to be partnering in a, in a few, in a few different ways with the, with, with the fitness rebellion, including, including getting me, like I meant, like we've mentioned, getting me into the program and training me, getting me back in, back in order with my health and fitness. But before we, before we cut, I always ask two questions of every guest that I have on. So I'm going to now throw them at you. The first one is your year in, you know, a year in just about to be a year and a half. What's been your favorite thing, experience, etc., about your fatherhood adventure so far? So it's, it's tough to place it just on one, but I think my, my, my daughter's laugh. And when she says Dada, like I friggin' melt, like, yeah, it's just, I actually like to the point where like I hear when I feel like I'm being like a shit somewhere and I'm not showing up the way I should be, like I hear Dada in the back of my head. I'm like, wow, dude, dude, like, come on. Like that little girl is expecting more of you. That's just how I operate. So there's first, for whatever reason though, that is just so, so powerful. And she looked at, the first time she looked up at me and she still does it obviously, but looked up at me and he's like, Dada. And I'm like, Dude, like you have a lot more responsibility than I think you even realize and you better, you better own that. So I think that that's, that's 
probably my favorite moment, like when I first heard her say Dada. Yeah, that's the best. That's I, I dedicated an entire episode of the podcast to it. I called <laughs> I called my buddy, called my buddy who was supposed to be my guest, and I was like, uh, listen, I'm cutting your episode. I have my daughter just said <laughs> Daddy for the first time, and I'm gonna go in and talk about that for 20 minutes. Bye. And, uh, you know, but, <laughs> but 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 it's dude, it's it's such a magical experience, and it's so funny how that does like ring constantly in your head right like you are every time she says it you're kind of taken back to that first time that feeling that you had which doesn't happen often with a lot of things you know what i mean but like with your kid like all these little things are so like nostalgic but also constant like constantly nostalgic even though they happen every day it still brings back to that first time it's so funny that that happens with 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 kids so i know exactly what you're talking about second question i always ask is a little bit of a selfish question for myself but you are a year and a half in what is the biggest piece of advice that you can give to a dad behind you or even in front of you just for based on what you've learned in your daddom so far what's the biggest piece of advice you would give to another dad Biggest piece of advice I'd give is like, take 30 minutes if you feel out of control and just write, write out like, what do you want? What are you unhappy with? I, I think I've done that so many times since, since my, my daughter was born. And like, I kind of like use that trick where like, I'll, like you said, we all have like shitty days and like days that are feel out of control. Like I'm some days I'll, I'll just be like massively overwhelmed and anxious. Like, and I'll just take a minute to like, literally just like, this sucks. Like, and just like have a minute to like, let that out, like on paper or like wherever else. And then like, what do I want? And then start thinking about ways that you can fix what you're not happy with. And I, that for me, that, that would be the biggest piece of advice is like pay attention to the things that you're not happy with and the things that you don't think are going well and start working on them now, because otherwise you're going to wake up five years later and you're going to be in a spot where you're really unhappy. No, so. I agree. That's a that's a great that's a great piece of advice. And something that hasn't and a piece of advice that has not been dropped in, in on the pod yet. So I'm actually I'm actually very happy that you that you dropped that because I do think that that's important and it's impossible to take control and change this shitty feeling that you have that you have if you can't recognize why that is, regurgitate it, you know, own it. And then move on, whether it's writing it down, whether it's talking about it with a friend, whether it's just screaming it into the ether of the world, you know, you can't really change anything if you're not taking the accountability and accepting that it's there. You know what I mean? The problem, the problems happen when you don't want to accept that it's there and you just continue to follow down that path because you can't, without acceptance, you can't make change, you know? No, I agree. It just, he brought me to a thought like when COVID first hit, like it, like people think because we were an online company, like it was all like smooth sailing and uh, it, it wasn't. We had to adjust a lot. And I remember driving to the gym in my pickup truck. I'm just screaming, fuck COVID. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, it's sometimes and sometimes that's what it that's enough to just like kind of change your mentality. It's just kind of getting it out. This has been awesome, Matt. I really appreciate you taking taking the time to do this. I really appreciate what you're doing for for men, for dads, for parents, for people, and and the way that your mentality about it and, and what you really want to accomplish is is fantastic. Speaking about the fitness rebellion. If there is anybody that's interested in getting involved and, and teaming up with you guys, coming on board, using the program, how can they get involved? How can they find you? Yeah, so you can go to our website, thefitnessrebellion.com. We're also on social media. And if you do, you, you guys fill out a call to talk with me or one of my team, make sure you put dad hard in the referred by because we've got a special gift for you. So we want to make sure that we, uh, we help you guys out a little bit, especially, you know, 
being such such good audience members and whatnot. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we're gonna we're we're myself, Dad Hard, and Fitness Rebellion are are gonna do something special for for listeners. So stay so stay tuned for that. I will let you I will let you know what what's going on there in the coming weeks, and I will keep everybody up to date with how my experience with with you guys is going. So far, I feel absolutely fantastic. So let's let, let's see how I feel in about a week and a half, and then and what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on the podcast so much, Mo. Was, man, this is fun. We definitely got to do it again. Absolutely. And, uh, Appreciate all of the the listeners as well. Yeah, I I, I definitely want to want to have you back as a as a consistent guest through my my fitness rebellion journey over over the next bunch of weeks. So we'll talk and we'll get you back on. And and this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate, like I said, appreciate everything you're doing. Now go go get back to taking control. I've, I'm I'm relinquishing my control over you for the last hour. You go you go take it back and do what you need to do. I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Mo. Have I'll a good one, man. Soon. Bye. Bye. And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod. And check out the website, wedadhard.com, where this episode with my guest, Matt Wilbur, founder of the Fitness Rebellion, will be right at the top. You will then also be able to listen to every episode of Dad Hard with a podcast that has ever taken place, all 67 of them. But until then, till next week, it's all for us. Same Dad Hard time, same Dad Hard place. We're out. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your weight. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking.